Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And I'm going to try and do something different this week so it's all going to sound different and there's not even going to be any twangy guitar. Because what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and record the whole lot in one go and I'm just going to use the sound of the sea and the sound of what's going around me as the natural breaks in between little topics. And there's a reason for this. And the reason for this is that most of this week's episode came to me uh, when I was walking around Palamos on Monday. And I spotted loads of different things, which in of themselves probably aren't enough to ramble on about, but they piqued my interest in a lot of different ways. And I thought, why don't I, I do an episode just kind of based around that, that kind of about town sort of moment? There's a, I think there's a Fraser episode where he does this, and he's, in, in he's around Seattle with Fraser Crane, and it's just him wandering around the streets. And I thought, do you know what? It's quite a good idea. And then, of course, I had the problem of how the hell do I orchestrate it. So now I, I, I thought, well, I've just finished my run. I'm sat on the beach. You can hear the sea in the background. I'll just use the breaking waves as, as, as the kind of the, as the transitions uh, and to provide the texture. No idea how it's going to work. And the problem is going to be there's going to be loads of stutters and this, that and the other because I've got to try and do it all in one go because if I don't, you'll spot the changes when I fade in and fade out or try and splice it all together. So... Here goes nothing in this week's therapy for me. The first thing, the first thing I'm going to say, and it's absolutely back down to earth with a bump, um, they do love a spa here. I was walking along the seafront and there's a fantastic spa uh, on the on the seafront, on the walk in between, um, well, kind of you walk along the front to Palamos, uh, and you actually walk from a place I believe called San Antonio, um, and and the two places kind of merge together. So I imagine most people look at this entire promenade and call it Palamos, but it's it's not. It's actually two places, and about halfway along there's this spa, and of course they're instantly recognisable. The liver is exactly the same as it is in the UK. Um, but it, it's then I've noticed so many more spas while I've been here. I must have noticed six or seven, probably more, since I've been around. And they really do like a spa. And that's good because I like a spa as well. So it's just nice to see that particular brand. It reminded me of the fact that um, you see a lot of CNAs in Germany. And again, it's just nice to see a brand that you... I mean, I don't know about you, but... For me, CNA was ski jackets when I was growing up. It was just where everybody went. When you, when you did your school trip and you went skiing, everybody went to, C, to CNA for a ski jacket and salopettes. And it became synonymous with that kind of winter jacket market. And, uh, you know, spa is obviously synonymous with, with, the, with the, the corner shop. And, and halfway along the promenade, there's a, there's a spa. Now I've run up and down this promenade, or walked up and down this promenade every day since we've been here and it's just the right length. You can just about make a 10k run along the front um, and it's, it's kind of two and a half miles from one end to the other and you can kind of turn it into three if you go along the, the wall of the port uh, if you want to turn it into a 10k uh, run. But the bit I couldn't quite get my head around was, as you run into um, the, the centre or the town centre of Palamos itself, on the left-hand side, there's that typical huge windowed building of a gym. Um, and, of course, I don't know why we build gyms like that 
um, but we do and we put all the machines in the window so that obviously if you're working in the gym you can look out but also you're uh, in, a, in a glass box that everybody can look at you as you sweat and pummel and do whatever you need to do. The bit I couldn't get my head around was there's this incredible promenade and the most beautiful weather and this gym's full of running machines in the window and I'm just the, the idea that you would be on a treadmill in the window looking out into the sunshine on the thing that you should be running on this glorious two and a half mile promenade makes absolutely no sense Speaking of running, um, my times haven't been very quick while I've been here. In fact, I would say I've probably been around about 15 to 20 seconds per mile slower than I would normally run. And I've been trying to work it out because it is literally as flat as a pancake, as you'd expect for a promenade on the front. There's a couple of little climbs where there are bridges, but apart from that, there's, there's literally nothing else. So there's no reason, if anything, I should be running faster here, not running slower. But then I kind of worked it out um, when I walked through um, today because I looked at one of those um, clocks that you see everywhere with the temperature gauges on as well. And it was, you know, it was 8.30 in the morning and it was 28 degrees uh, in the shade. And I've been running largely in the sun because there is no escape from the sun. Uh, it's one of those kind of places where, as you'd expect, the, the, the sun doesn't hide behind the buildings at any point in, in time. It literally, it, it rises and sets across the, you know, across the ocean, so, which I guess it must do everywhere, I guess, I suppose. Um, and uh, in fact, actually, I don't know how suns work on oceans, so if anybody can tell me that, I'd, be, I'd appreciate that. But where I am now, it pretty much, uh, you know, rises and sets kind of in, in front of you, if that makes any kind of sense as I look out to sea. So I don't even want to begin to think about how hot it is, which might explain why, whilst I've not been running very quick, I've also not been overtaken by anybody particularly. There's been a couple of like the Uber runners, uh, and you know those kind of guys, they're, they're normally about 19 foot 4 and they've got, they've got the long compression socks on and the hats on backwards and they're, they always run in sunglasses for some reason. Um, they've, they've gone past me, stick thin and you know some kind of t-shirt proclaiming the last place they ran a thousand miles you know in 12 minutes or whatever it is uh, so apart from a, f a few of those uber runners uh, bearded as well a lot of them um nobody else has really has really gone past me which is unusual because it's not like i run very quickly so i've maybe been trying a little bit too hard maybe everybody runs at a gentle well the pace of life here is slower clearly and that's that works its way through into their running pace but at the same time probably because they've worked out that 28 degrees in the shade to run in is not actually a particularly good idea. Just a really little thing, but I was walking along and um, the one thing you get here is lots and lots of, of, of showers at the beach to clean your feet and to have a shower after you've got out of the sea. Uh, and most of these showers have like two little spouts, in fact three of them actually, they're quite unique these designs. There's one just there that's kind of a foot off the ground so you can wash your feet and then there's a, uh, they have one with a seat on it uh, and then there's normally one to stand up. And there was a woman that was just pressing the, um, the fountain, the shower, 
um, for the small one, which we used uh, for your feet, uh, as her dog drank essentially drank out of it now obviously you're not supposed to drink out of these things in terms of a human i, I imagine it's fine for a dog because dogs drink out of pretty much anything but what a what a great way of, of of getting your dog a drink i mean it was like a perfect dog kind of what are the things that you get at schools and what have you they you know they are water fountains aren't they it was like the perfect dog sort of height water fountain i just thought it was quite a novel way of doing it As you walk up the seafront, uh, one of the first things you notice as you get into Palamonis itself is a cannon, uh, an old uh, rusted cannon pointing out to sea. And you think, oh, that's interesting, there's a cannon. Um, except by the time you've walked another half mile, you've actually encountered two more. It's, it's cannons abound, this place. And I, and I haven't actually been able to work out why. I've been doing a little bit of reading about the place itself, and it's quite heavily fortified. There's, there's examples of where they built defences in the past, so clearly it was a strategic port um, back in the day, and it was one of the places where there was a lot of military activity. In fact, if you read back a little bit, piracy was a big problem here. Being attacked by pirates was a huge thing. So they built a lot of defences um, and a lot of sea defences. And clearly, I imagine that the cannons must be something they've captured where they've, where they've had a captured craft or they've sunk boats. But the, the Spanish Civil War uh, has been a factor here. Um, there are a lot of attacks by the English here as well. So it's, it's one of those places that, that, for whatever reason, was considered very strategic and was vulnerable to attack. And actually, if you look at how sweeping... Um, the the aspect is you can see why they've tried to beef up the defences on 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 the kind of the headlands, uh, and there's definitely uh, examples of those um, you know e easily to see, but it still doesn't explain why there are cannons just placed around uh, the place itself. I haven't haven't quite worked that one out. I will carry on reading. I found a very very interesting. Uh, website which is quite detailed about the history and I'll post a link to that um, but I only skim read it and I didn't see anything on cannons but yep yeah, I've got some pictures I'll post them lots of cannons here um, I was wrong about the Radler or I wasn't wrong about the Radler two, two updates on the Radler uh, firstly, John Darms very kindly, and thank you, John, uh, pointed out that you can get Radler in Aldi and Little back home. So I'm now going to be on the lookout for, for Radler. As I've been um, alive to the concept of Radler, I am seeing it everywhere, and there are so many varieties of it, and including alcohol-free versions, which seems kind of a, a, a bit weird, but I suppose makes perfect sense really. So you can get this from anything from 0% up to about 3.6 I think is the highest I've seen so far, with most of the stuff in the 2.5, 2.6 uh, area, and pretty much every one of the beer brands uh, does them, and would you believe most of the cans have yellow on them? Uh, as if we didn't know what colour uh, uh, lemon was. Uh, so just to help you out uh, with that visual cue, then most of the cans are the normal livery of the actual, at the same time I've used livery this week, normal design of the manufacturers, so it's the normal San Miguel or the normal Dam or the normal Estrella, just in yellow. 
But the other point I was wrong about the Radler was, um, though I think I've come up with a great invention, those can things don't dispense—they don't dispense uh, cans of drink. So those big can things that I thought you would put some money in and you would get a cool can of, of Radler um, delivered to you for consumption there and then, that's not what they do. They're actually there for um, recycling uh, cans. And it's, you, it's got a big kind of uh, handle on it and you put a can in and you essentially you crush the can and then it creates, it, it, it collects all the... Um, all the, the used cans and obviously is a handy place for recycling. I imagine if they're crushed it takes quite a while to fill one of these things because they're about sort of four, four and a half feet off the ground um, and obviously they've been branded up and, and clearly uh, in this instance um, the, it was Dam that had actually, um, that had actually put the, their design on the outside of this machine because they're shaped like a can. What, of course, that does mean is that my idea of some form of solar-powered fridge that dispensed drink and you could go and buy, that is still out, that out there to be done. So that's... If there's anybody... I think you need a warm climate for it. If there's anybody Spanish listening to this, and I can't imagine there would be, but you never know, then you can have that one. You can have that for, for nothing. Go and see Estrella or San Miguel or any one of the brands and see if they want to take you up on it. The one thing I have noticed while I've been here, and again, I've got pictures that I'm going to post, and I'll probably post a load of pictures today. Some of the architecture is absolutely amazing, and it's just a case of looking up. It's so easy when you're walking along, um, particularly looking out at the ocean as it is, not to actually look up. But some of the frontages here are spectacular, um, and I've, I've taken a number of photos. In fact, I've been kind of ruminating on what this place would have been like if you took out... Um, a lot of the uh, the apartment developments which are scattered along as you would expect them to be on a, on a Spanish seafront but this would have been a very low kind of build I'm guessing back in the day it has it has definitely got the air of somewhere that was a tourist destination maybe at the, at the turn of the uh, you know the 19th into the 20th century um, obviously because of the promenade for one but also when you look at the designs of the buildings the, the harbour at one end is clearly always had restaurants and, and what have you and I think if you took out the big designs you'd see a lot of sort of two or three storey very very nice kind of um, summer abodes all shutters and, and, and what, have, what have you it's, it's, it really I imagine was quite spectacular back in the day but there's some beautiful examples of some of the buildings there's quite a lot of hint of art deco here um, and I've taken a few photos um, and, and again it's just I think it's just that thing of, of trying to train yourself to make sure you keep looking up at above the you know look above where we've ended up with with kind of uh, where we've we've put places to sit and we've we've put these kind of canopies and things on which are all fine and there for a reason but if you if you get past the stuff that's at the low level then there's some really spectacular stuff higher up um, there's a hotel um, wedged in between two fairly big uh, apartment buildings at the other end, um, the Triers, and uh, I think Truman Capote uh, stayed here for about 18 months and stayed in that hotel, and I can understand why. It's got that kind of look um, of, of, you know, a bit more of a colonial-type building, very, very, very pleasant. So it's just, it's just down to looking up a lot of the time.
the big church in the centre, St Mary's Church, is quite an amazing building. It's wedged in the centre of the town. It's a square building, uh, not traditional in terms of the way you'd expect a church to look. Um, and it was significantly developed in the sort of uh, 14th and 15th century. There were two churches and uh, it'll come as no surprise that the religious folk couldn't actually agree on a lot of stuff and consequently split uh, and went in two different directions. And so the church that now stands prominently in the centre was, was the smaller one of the two but was, was heavily developed because the people wanted you know, a, a grander uh, kind of place for, you know, for congregation and, and prayer. And it's a, it's a really quite incredible building when you actually see it and because of the way the streets work um, it's one of those where you it's quite there's, there's a lot of very narrow streets in the center on and it's on a hill and, and it seems to be every time you turn you get you, you catch sight of the tower I'm looking at it from where I'm actually talking now so that's a that's a really quite um, you know it's hidden it's kind of hidden but prominent, if that makes sense. It's kind of uh, an intriguing little trick that's done. But when you walk up to it, it's a spectacular building, particularly she kind of all the way around it. You can only get round it kind of on two sides. So uh, very, very nice. But again, those religious folk not being able to agree on anything and having total different ideas about everything, uh, including God, uh, meant we get that church sitting where it sits. I'm going to finish because I've spent a lot of this talking about what is the promenade and what is that, that walk. And I'm going to finish with the fact that when I came back, I found a square and had a coffee. Uh, and uh, at table number 11, uh, I had a coffee and a, and a chocolate croissant, which was great, and then walked back. But I walked, I didn't walk back along the front. I walked back um, a couple of streets back. And, and the fact of the matter is that whatever you think about this, and you have, and you know, and it, it, you can be easily drawn to this particular vista, and you know this this really long, you know, beautiful um, sort of promenade and, and everything that's built up alongside it. And actually, real life, real life in in Palamos, um, and I, and I'm kind of not meaning the touristy bit of that. Real life in Palamos, real life happens three streets back. Um, when you go back and you walk back along that, that main thoroughfare, you realise that is just where everything was going on. So in, in, the, in the space of a sort of a, a mile wandering back, I, I passed pretty much everything from, you know, from stores selling hardware with guys, you know, sat or, or not stood at the window contemplating a new drill or a new whatever to people getting their hair done, to kids going to school, to people congregating in squares just to, t to chat, to people sleeping rough, to couples sat on benches just, you know, whiling away the day, to dentists, to doctors, to everything that you'd expect normal life to be. That was all three streets back. Um, and it's... Even looking at this now, you know, and, and as I look at the port, there's a cruise ship that's uh, that's docked here, and it seems to be one of the places that the cruisers around the Med stop for a day and kick people off and let people have a look around the place and, and, and have a nice walk all over and then get back on the boat, and that, that boat will have landed this morning, it will be gone by this evening. Um, even with all of 
what probably now supports this town, the actual heartbeat of the town uh, and the real life is is three streets back because it, it, I guess it is everywhere. Um, and it, I think the thing, because of the layout here and because of, as I say, because of everything we focus on the front, you don't realise that that's where life is until you go three streets back and you get the pulse of the place because as as beautiful as it is where I am now isn't the pulse it doesn't feel like the pulse it feels like something that is is almost a construct I know it's not because the sea is here and the sea is a, a force of nature and this will always be here but everything that's built along there is a, is, a, is a construct really for you to look at this or to engage with this or to jump in this or whatever it, you might do um, but if you want to know if you want to know about the place then you've got to go three streets back and that is me for this week and I don't know if this has worked or not and I don't know if you've got a bit bored um, because there's not been the normal kind of breaks Bizarrely, I've managed 21 minutes straight. Um, I'm hoping it's going to all come out okay because I don't really want to record it again. Um, but I'll I'll talk to you all next week. I hope everybody's well. I hope you had a, a, a good bank holiday week. Um, life to me always starts again in September. It's when somebody flicks a switch and it all gets serious again. So you know, as of the next week, it all kind of it all kind of starts proper. So I'll enjoy the last little bit of this. Um, and get back to my own sort of real life three streets back on Sunday. and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.